from the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee. This is Dr. Shelton Smith with Making a Difference. And we welcome you to our midweek broadcast right here in the early part of July. We are thankful to the Lord. Summertime is here. These are great days. Some of you are taking vacations, but all of us just finding the good, sweet blessing of the Lord precious to us, whether we're on vacation or at work or whatever. And I hope that this day on Wednesday that you'll find your way to the house of God for the midweek service in a good, solid church somewhere in your neighborhood, in your general area. I'm sure there will be some place that you can go. I hope you've got a good church home and that you'll show up there tonight and be a part of the midweek service. We've been looking for several days now, actually several weeks, at the first chapter of the book of Romans, and we're into the last segment of those studies talking about the tragedies that come when God is rejected, Christ is rejected, the Word of God is set aside, and we're going to look at another piece of that today that I think will help all of us to understand the great truths of God. Let me remind you that we are just days from the National Sword of the Lord Conference, starting July 19th, continuing through the 22nd. Four big days right here at the Sword of the Lord Auditorium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You'll hear preachers that are being greatly used of the Lord, 14 main speakers that include Jerry Ross from Jasonville, Indiana, Dennis Leatherman from Oakland, Maryland, Matt Morrison from Walkertown, North Carolina, Lou Rossi from Glen Burnie, Maryland, Jeff Fugate from Lexington, Kentucky, John Hamlin from Canton, Michigan, Mike Welch from Mesquite, Texas, and others of us who will be on the program to be speaking, preaching at the National Sword Conference. I'll talk to you some more each day now about who you'll hear the preachers, and the music, and I trust that you will make your plans to be with us. Call for a reservation for seating, 615-893-6700, or you can watch it online because we will be live streaming on Facebook, and I trust that one way or the other you'll be with us. Now, we get to Romans chapter 1 for our study today, and I back up just a little bit and take note of the fact the Bible says that God's wrath is vented, really executed against those who reject the Savior. Really, it is a matter of fact that they reject, first of all, the revelation of God. They deny the existence of God himself or act as though that he does not exist. And then they reject the redemption that we get through the Lord Jesus Christ. And whenever they look at the record of the word of God, they too set that aside as though it is not important at all. Now, the Lord says his revelation, his record has been revealed. It is obvious for anybody to see so much so that anybody who rejects that is simply without excuse. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. They instead invent things in their own imaginations, and those things create such foolishness of heart that it darkens their lives. Now let me pause there to just simply say, when a man's imagination runs amok, what he does is he begins to invent his own gods. He figures out some way to put something in his life that will be supreme with him, that will give him 
the privilege of directing his own life. Instead of letting God have direction, he wants to direct himself. So he invents his own gods. That may come in the form of a statue. It may come in the form of something else that he puts at the very top of the authority chain in his life. But that is what man does when his path is darkened. Not only that, but then he'll begin to concoct his own rules. He'll reject the Ten Commandments. He'll not like what Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. He'll be resistant to the epistles in the New Testament. And uh, looking at Proverbs, all of those great rules that are laid out there in the Old Testament, he'll just simply say, no, that's not for me. I'll decide what the rules are, and I'll make up my own rules. So the darkened imagination of a man's heart that comes by the rejecting of the revelation of God, rejecting the redemption of Christ, and rejecting the record of the Word, they immediately and consequently invent their own gods, concoct their own rules, and then thereby set their own agenda. They figure out how they're going to conduct their business, how they're going to run their marriage, how they're going to raise their children, and they'll do all of this by a set of rules that they have determined for themselves. And so the agenda is totally man-made, and it is a godless agenda. Consequently, they become selfish even hateful and greedy and violent. You wonder where all of that comes from? It comes from a rejection of the revelation of God, a denial of the redemption of Christ, and setting aside God's written record. That selfishness, hatefulness, greediness, and violence is a product of man's rebellion. Not only that, but they think of others only to use them and to abuse them. Somebody who sets God aside doesn't live by the golden rule that Jesus gave when he said we're to do to others as we would have them do unto us. Instead, they find a reason, they find the wherewith by which they go about to use people and abuse them in the process. Not only that, but they trash whatever is good and godly. They look at the best and they throw it under the bus and they just simply say, we don't want any part of that. They live as though there were no tomorrow. They think it's not going to matter one way or the other and they live as though they have nothing further to live for. The fact is, even when a person dies, their life is not done. There is life after life and we need to understand that there will be a tomorrow either in this life or in the world to come. Not only that, but when people do as I've described here, rejecting God, rejecting Christ, rejecting the Bible, they seek pleasure any way they can get it. They have no rules that would restrict them or restrain them, but they go after pleasure at any cost. Not only that, but they seek wealth and they will go after it any way they can get it. It's like anything for a dollar. Make a buck any way you can. Cheat, steal, connive, and they go after wealth in that kind of a framework. And that's the reason why. That sometimes if you strike a business deal, you have to have a team of lawyers. You have to sign everything in triplicate. I mean, on and on and on the list goes. There's no such thing anymore, it seems, as a man's word being his bond or just making a handshake and making the deal done. No, too many crooks, too many people who've set God aside and they will do anything and everything for wealth. Not only for pleasure, not only for wealth, but there's another factor here and that's power. 
Those who reject God seek power, and they will stop at nothing to procure it and to protect it. They want power so that they can be the one making the rules, deciding what course is taken, so they can run the city, they can run the state, they can run the nation, and they can run all of the rest of us. That is who they are. The Bible talks about them as having a darkened life, a darkened path on which they walk because their hearts have been foolish. They have let their imagination, their own mind, determine what is to be done, and they've had no influence, given no place at all to the revelation of God. And that is a problem that, again, looking at the Scripture here, it says it really is fool's play because when their path is darkened, they begin to say truth looks like error. And they do not give truth the place that it belongs. And instead, they will trash it and call it error. And they turn right around and institute falsehood and say that ought to be accepted as though it were true. That's the reason why sometimes you'll see people on television looking into the camera. And in effect, they are looking you right in the eye. And they are telling you something that is totally false. And all the while, they are willing to place their hand on a stack of Bibles and say that it's true. This same crowd with the darkened path and the vain imagination into this fool's play, they are determining a morality that is based on whatever pleases them, whatever pleasures them, and whatever prospers them. Oh, my dear friends, what a tragic set of circumstances this is. And that's why these last studies that we're doing here in Romans chapter 1 deals with the tragedies that come from setting aside these major themes of God. When we set aside the gospel of God, the Son of God, the will of God, the glory of God, the judgment of God, all of those things that we've noted in Romans chapter 1, there develops a morality that is not morality at all, but it's immorality. Right is defined by expediency. Does it work for me? Oh, it must be right. If it's what I want to do, it must be right. That is a false set of circumstances. That simply does not measure up to God's standards, and it ought not to measure up to ours either. When wrong is made the norm to achieve goals, you know something is very, very wrong. Well, what we have here in this chapter is the consequence of all of those consequences. When a man determines to run his own life, let his own imagination and his own will determine his direction and his doings, then here is what happens. Verse number 24 says that God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now, that amen at the end of those verses simply indicates that God said, this is the way it is. This is the truth of this matter. And what happens here, verse number 24 tells us that God gave them up to uncleanness. There's a difference between clean and unclean. I think we all understand that. And as we take note of that and apply that to morality, apply that to philosophy, apply that to the practices of our life, when we decide to leave God out of the picture all kinds of things go wrong, and when they do, and they resist every effort that God makes to get them back online, the Bible says here that God just gives them up and lets them go and wallow in their own uncleanness. They have the lust of their heart working to drive them and to determine what they do. God just lets them do it. They want to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. 
we're talking here about some very specific impurities, some very specific ungodly sexual mores that just do not fit into the agenda that God would have any of us to live by. And what the Bible says here very clearly is God just gives them up and lets them do it. And they dishonor themselves. It's not just that they dishonor God, but they take this path and it will ultimately dishonor themselves between themselves. They think they can just agree between themselves about what they want to do and how they want to do it. And the fact is, that is a fool's play. It is a play that comes out of the darkened imagination, and it just simply does not work. And then the Lord tells us in verse number 26 that God also gave them up unto vile affections. They'll not stick with the norms. They'll not stick with what's right. They'll not stick with normal intimacy, but they will instead turn to vile affections. They will go in directions that no person ought ever to go. Now, there's several things said here, and we'll look at it in some more detail, but I want you to see clearly what this passage is teaching and how it bends things in the wrong direction. It takes people where they should never, ever go simply because they have rejected the revelation of God, they have rejected the redemption of Christ, and they have set aside the record of God's precious word. And in so doing, they're getting themselves into such tragic, tragic circumstances and difficulties. And it is all a situation of their own making because they have left God out of the picture. Now, I do hope that tomorrow when we get together back here on this passage, that you'll be with me and we'll look at it in detail. I mean, there are specific things here that you and I need to see, we need to understand, and we must not ignore them. We must let the Word of God teach us and give us the direction that we need so that we'll be on track and do the things that the Lord would be pleased with us doing. It's always a joy to be here at this microphone to spend some time with our friends out across the country and around the world. Thank you for joining us on this station at this time, Monday through Friday, every week. And again, this is the midweek, and I trust you'll make your plan to be in the house of God tonight, wherever that you live, get to the church house and be a part of what's going on there. We thank you for being with us, and I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. In the meantime, write me a note and let me know that you're hearing the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, or the email is radio at swordofthelord.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of this day, and goodbye for now.